But the drummer thing, let's just let's briefly talk about that because okay. a lot of people all of us have plans and we all have things that we think we're going to do and then something happens in our life and either you, you know, make lemonade or whatever as they say or what and you just roll with it and that's what you did in your situation and um you know, it changed everything, but let's talk about what happened. Okay. Um, well, I was uh, a kid going to school in Ontario, California. And when I was 11, I did my first professional gig at Chafee High School. And uh, my band was called The Little Guys. And it was me and a guitar player. And I played drums. And I was already taking drum lessons at Ed Brown Drum Did you shop. love drums? or was it? Oh, just no. It was, yeah, I loved you drums. Loved them. Okay. I loved drums. I mean, that was the thing. I saw... Uh, you know, the first two albums that I got were The Doors' first album and yeah. a Buddy Rich album. Yeah, there you go. So, and I was too young to even have any idea what Jim Morrison was actually doing. Thank and I was goodness. like, Look. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't want to even go into those conversations about exactly. what the, <laughs> I was asking my mom, what yeah. does this mean? What does right, that mean? exactly. She's like, he was talking about flying octopuses. Yeah. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> Literally, experiencing you know, that, yeah. we're getting all <laughs> the way out there, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Blake's great. Yeah. So, anyway, I, I started playing drums and, and I did this gig, and then I auditioned for a big band, and I got the job at 12 years old to be in a, like, Count Basie-style big band. There was a local one called The Barons, and I got to tour with that band. So I was all excited. I did that from 12 and 13, and it was all going great. And then uh, my dad moved the whole family to Denver, Colorado. So I was not happy about that. Um, I didn't want to go to cold weather. Uh my birthday's in the summertime, and it snowed on my birthday oh, in the wow. summer when I got there. Yeah. The first place we stopped in was um, a steak restaurant where all the pictures on the um, walls were cows that had ribbons hung around their neck. Uh, yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, then, as luck would have it, uh, I got I was in a, I was a pedestrian, and I got hit by a car in a snowstorm, and I wasn't able to walk. Wow. So, how old were you then? Uh, 14. Oh. They, they broke, broke your legs? Or? Yeah, it's a leg injury. Oh, so, boy. Oh, and boy. yeah, this guy came down the hill in front of I was trying to get, you know, oh. and uh, he was out of control. And, uh, you know, but you know how it is in high school, right? Was it, did anything nutty happen during your high school? I mean, my yeah. high school stuff in you know, middle school into high school. It was just awful. People were mean. And yeah. they're like, look at the crippled uh, musician oh. guy. And, you know, I, in Denver, I befriended a blind. The blind kid was this great Stevie Wonder style singer. And he and I would hang out and walk slow. And I had a handicap pass. And he did, too. And we kind of, you know, palled around and this and that. But anyway, so my mom was a church pianist. And we always had a piano in the house. And she was a huge Dave Brubeck fan. She had all the albums. She had Count Basie. And, um, uh, you know, Harry James and uh, all that stuff. And so I, that's how it happened. I just kind of switched over back to the piano since I couldn't bend my leg at all. And oh, wow. I started just learning, you know, I'd already been playing jazz as a professional for a while. So I just yeah. started going, okay, what's, what's this note? Harmony? What's that yeah. note? And my mom would say, that's a C chord. And then this is how we play it in church. And she would play me like these churchy versions of stuff. And, you know, it's just, it kind of went from there. So... By the time I got to college, I was playing guitar, bass, saxophone, uh, drums, and keyboard, oh, and writing. You were your own band. I was doing all that, yeah. and uh, wow. you know, I eventually, you. I eventually just settled in with the uh, keyboards because it was, uh, I don't know, just more expressive, I guess. So. Do you still keep up on any of the other instruments? Yeah, the track you played, Storyteller. I played drums on that. Oh, you did. And, oh. Um, I played drums on that whole record, and. Uh, 
on uh, Samba from the Soulscape record. Well, I played drums on the Soulscape record. I, I still play drums on my records from time to time, not oh. really because I like it that much, but I just can't afford drummers. <laughs> <laughs> so you are a drummer. I mean, you you know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, it's good foundationally, don't you think, Blake, to be able to, you know, you hear the rhythm as a foundational deal. And Absolutely. Then, because a lot of the, you know, the students that come to me from around the world, they don't have, the pianists don't get that rhythmic training. So the a lot of what my teaching program is about is just helping people, uh, you know, okay, you've got this many beats in the bar and then how many notes are you going to play and how do you time it out at the end and let's make it feel good and just plan it all out so that you've got a rhythmic foundation. Sure. Because especially with solo players, a lot of, I noticed on your solo stuff, you have really good rhythm. Your time is really good. Cause oh, I listen to your music today, but for some reason, keyboard players just notoriously have lousy rhythm. Really? A lot of them do. Yeah. You know, well, at least the ones that come study for me. <laughs> Thank goodness. You mean they get ahead or behind the beat? Is that what you mean by that? Yeah. Mostly, mostly ahead. Mostly ahead. Mostly okay. ahead. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then there's this thing that I call dreaded solo piano players disease that happens in restaurants. Dread, wait, dreaded solo players. Solo piano, piano player players, players disease. disease. Wow. Wow. Jay is. I mean, Jay's Jay on fire. These. Jay is now in the lead. Okay, so four. as we wrap this up, how are we doing here? Well, yes, yeah, we're about wrapping up. We are yeah. wrapping up. Okay, so we go to the next one, track 10. This is um, an American musician, uh, front man, founding member, principal composer of songs, lyrics. He's been described, his lyrics, as morose and tortured. And as cool. wordy... <laughs> I knew Jay would love this. <laughs> and wordy introspection. Is this another rapper? No, this is yeah. a big-time rocker. Okay, go ahead, big track 10. Rocker. Well, he's a rocker. He's pretty big. I would say. Oh, yes. Well, I know this is uh, Counting Crows. Yes. Counting Crows. I can't remember the guy's name. Adam Duritz. Oh, he, uh, he suffers from the personality disorder, disassociative, disassociative disorder, which means the, real, the world doesn't seem real. It and, doesn't really, unless yeah. you have your own octopus. Uh, see, there you go. <laughs> and, he, and Dick Cheney. Yes. Okay, so we're moving through to one of my all-time favorites today um, that I wanted I'm to do. I'm just excited because everybody on this birthday list is like, you know. Yes, they are. They're out gigging. Women love them, and they're all over 50. So Don't you love that? You, you know, because like men don't have. That's, uh, that's funny. <laughs> we'll be 